I want you to turn your Bible very quickly to Psalm 126. And I want you to put your finger there. Then I want you to go to Psalm 61. We're going to talk a little bit about the life of David. And then, God willing, we're going to end up at Psalm 107. So we're going to go Psalm 126, Psalm 61, Psalm 107. We are continuing the thought, it's time to dream again. What to do when you're down, but you are not out. I want to talk to you just a little bit this morning about when wits in corner becomes hallelujah boulevard does anybody want to go on that journey say that with me when wits in corner becomes hallelujah boulevard we begin with psalm 126 verse 1 we've been there before let's go there again everybody shout when not if shove somebody and tell them god's on the way the calvary is on the way the angel, angelic hosts of heaven are on the way. The Holy Spirit is on the way. It's raining upstream. Something good, something very, very, very good is about to happen to you. The atmosphere of expectancy is the breeding ground of miracles. You can shout today because you understand that tomorrow doesn't have to be like today. You have the ability to direct divine activity. You are standing right now in the center of the circumference of the perfect absolute will of God for your life. So you might just as well stand right there, right in the middle of your storm, right in the middle of your tragedy, right in the middle of your trial, right in the middle of your temptation, right in the middle of your weariness, right in the middle of your feeling of worthlessness. You might just as well stand right there and say, I don't understand the whole plan, but I know God does have a plan and this must be part of the plan. So this must not be a detour like I think this must be a divine directive to get me to my destination because God has a plan for me and that plan is not to harm me that plan is to bless me therefore whatever giant is in front of me will not be there tomorrow that dude is about to fall and when he falls he ain't never getting up again because Ezekiel says what God does God does forever now if I preached all that and you ain't found nothing to wave a hand about or to say thank you Jesus or to shout that's me God or preach white boy or help him Jesus then you need four people around you to lay hands on you and say come alive you dead spirit thank you thank you some of us understand we're on a journey come on your trouble your trial your difficulty that demon dog in your tracks with unwelcome visitors at your door of sickness and disease and pain and infirmity with peril stalking the tracks of your children you need to understand today that you are not at a period you are not even at a comma you are at an exclamation point where you realize God Almighty has you in mind he has you on his mind he has a plan for you and that plan is to bless you that verse says when God turns again the captivity of Zion. That didn't say if it turns it. That didn't say it might turn it. I'm here to announce to you today it's going to turn whether it wants to turn or you even believe it's going to turn. 
when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dreamed a dream. <laughs> Here's what he's trying to say to you. I had this preacher preach to you, Ephesians 3.20, when shrouded in fear, shrouded in nobody has. I was in an elevator the other night preaching in another city, and uh, Germaine pointed out, he said, look at the elevator. Floors, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. I said, get me off this elevator, I'm gonna take the stairs. You hear what I said? I said, get me off this elevator. I'm going to take the stairs. I'm not about to stay in a hotel and ride on an elevator that is steeped in superstition and fear. I don't fear anything but God. And I don't trust anything but God. And I don't love anything but God. Everybody run around. I love me some turkey. I love a good ham. No, you don't love them. You love God. I'm preaching this morning. When, not if, God turned again the captivity of Zion. Somebody shout, this thing's about to turn around. When God turned the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dreamed a dream. It was so unreal. It was as if, you ever, you, ever, <laughs> you ever see that little internet thing where that little boy's been to the dentist? I thought about that this week because I went to the dentist. Now, I may not feel the number 13, but I had to pray about that dentist thing. I got victory, but... I had to pray that thing through. Are you with me? And once he put that little mask on me and said, breathe deep, <laughs> I was like them that dreamed a dream. I'm telling you, I'm not sure what that young lady looked like before I put that mask on, but afterwards she looked like a beauty queen. Are you listening to me? That doctor out there, I said, you're the nicest man I've ever known. I don't even know the guy, never seen him before. But once I started breathing that, they call that, that what, what they call that? Happy gas. Show somebody and shout, happy, happy, happy. Because God's about to turn your fortune. I said, God's about to turn it around. I need somebody that believes something I'm saying in here today. I said, tomorrow's going to be different than today. I refuse to allow you to become a, a, a captive in the someday syndrome that says your tomorrow has to be like today. Some folks don't have a future. They just have a prolonged present. But I'm, I hear them shouting in Elkhart right now. I, I just feel that energy coming out of them. I have got a lot in here, but I feel it coming from out there. And I want you to know, God is about to turn your captivity. You about to get some happy gas. I know most of you black folk won't understand, but the number one rated program on cable television is something called Duck Dynasty. And they got a fellow on there that had one, no shave lifetime. He got, he got a beard back down to there. And he always said, happy, happy, happy. I dare you to jump up on your feet, throw both hands up in the air. Somebody's about to get up on a pew and start shouting, happy, happy, happy. I dare you to say God's about to turn my captivity. I'm about to dream a dream. God's about to blow his breath and it's gonna be like happy gas at the dentist. I don't know if anybody here is ready. Then my mouth was filled with laughter. I dare you to shout ha ha on the devil. Ha ha on the devil. 
You tried, but you couldn't do it. He tried, but he couldn't do it. You tried to discourage me, and here I am. You tried to kill me, and you should have taken that opportunity. You tried to get me to walk out on my wife, and we're here today with a happy hand, hearts and hands lifted up, shouting the praises of God Almighty. Then he's going to make your enemy testify for you. Look at somebody that's been mean to you. No, don't do that. Just think about it in your mind's eye. Somebody that cheated you, lied on you, stole from you, discouraged you, embarrassed you, humiliated you. And just think about them telling how great you are because your adversary is about to sing your praises. But you're about to interrupt them and say, no, no, thank you. I don't want you saying the Lord has done great things for me. I'm going to take center stage because the next line says the Lord has done great things for us. That means somebody's about to get a testimony. The only way to get a testimony is to make it through your test. <laughs> there is somebody to shout, I'm coming up out of this thing. I'm making it to the other side. I'm not staying here forever. God's about to turn my captivity. God's about to break my chains. God's about to loose me. I'm about to be like a calf loose from the stall. <laughs> Laugh at me now and you think you're doing something you ought to see the way I'm about to act. I got to hurry. Somebody shout, it's time to dream again. To dream again, you need something called perseverance. Shout it. Throughout history, men and women whose destiny should have been sealed in defeat and discouragement have astounded their adversaries, confounded their critics, perplexed their family and friends as they stood valiantly in the victory forged in the crucible of conflict which was originally designed to cause their ultimate demise. One of the greatest preachers to ever take a pulpit, the late great Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. declared the true measure of the stature of such a man or woman. It's not how they stand in times of comfort and convenience, but can you still see them standing in times of challenge and controversy? These are not called great because they never failed. These are not called great because they never went into the pit. These are not called great because they were never bound by chains. These are not called great because they never messed it up. These are called great because they refused not to dream again and they understood that it's in the darkness that you dream and it's in the darkness that he got up and broke the end out of an empty tomb and said the light has come in the darkness arise shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you from the jail shall it ring you don't shout on the mountaintop you shout in the valley you don't dance on a hillside you dance when the storms sweat waves and billows are about to overflow you because you understand a thousand shall fall at my left hand ten thousand at my right but it shall not come nigh me the waters shall not overflow me and the flames shall not kindle upon me for greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world Shout, it's time to dream again. Psalm 61 talks about perseverance. It begins 
with a tearful prayer. I need to get you from where you are to where you're going today. Come on a journey with me from Whitson Corner to Hallelujah Boulevard. Hear these words of David. Hear my cry. He didn't say his whimper. I need to talk to somebody. He didn't say his complaint. I was praying once using God's first name. Oh, God. We Baptists think God's first name is O. Oh, God. Don't look at me like you never prayed like that. Or thought you were. God tapped me on the shoulder after I worked up a good lather. He said, what are you doing? I said, I'm praying. God said, no, you're not. You're complaining. He said, when I cry, hear my cry. Tears are a language that God understands. I'm about to walk you through a psalm of David that begins with a tearful prayer. But it, oh God. But it ends with a thankful praise. I wanted to get to this last week, but I'll just go ahead and preach it now. Somebody say, I'm about to have my tearful prayer turned into a thankful praise. Something's about to happen. Tomorrow's going to be different than today. The sun will come up tomorrow. <laughs> Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow. <laughs> Hear David. Hear my cry. Oh God. How long has it been? since you cried out to him. Hear my cry, O oh God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. No, 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 wait just a moment. Because some of you need a little difficulty in your life. Write that down in your Bible. Some of you need a little conflict in your life. Some of you need a little test in your life. You've settled in to a life of ease and luxury. It is based upon lack. It is based upon barely getting by. It is based on just enough joy not to commit suicide. It's based on just enough spirituality to get you for 45 minutes on Sunday morning to possibly give some of your undivided attention to God. You're existing. You're not living. God came to give you life and life more abundantly sufficient in quality sub quantity, superior in quality. Am I talking too fast for you. I just need you to understand that you're never going to get from Whitson Corner until you get a vision of Hallelujah Boulevard. Some of you are shouting at Whitson Corner. You're splashing around in a little bit of muddy water left over from yesterday's blessing. I need to make an announcement to you today. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercy never comes to an end. They are new every morning. You ought to have a shout today. You ain't ever shouted before. You ought to have a dance. You ain't ever danced before. You ought to have a holly followed by a hallelujah that the heavens have never heard before. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. Some of you have not made it to Wits in Corner. Wits in Corner. Let me give you its exact geographical location. Let me give you its longitude and its latitude. It is found at the end of the earth. 
David said, I'm not going to cry out to you for a halfway blessing. When you've got nothing, you might just well believe for everything. I'm going to try again. Somebody has to find in the darkness. Now there won't be any light there and you're going to fall over some things and, and you're going to bruise your pride and you're going to be humiliated. And the other day I was out with some fellas in the woods and I don't know why I just fell down like a big heap walking on level ground. I said, and I was so embarrassed. Can I tell you, it was in the dark and my light had gone out. You stumble around a little in the dark, but it's only in the dark that you can reach a hand out because you can't see it. So ebony black around you and you're your coat right tight around you and you pull your little hat down over your ears because of the ill-fated winds that are blowing around your human experience and your business is about to go under and you can see the storm clouds have gathered and there are no stars glistening in the sky and the wind has turned contrary to you and it's beginning to spit snow and you're stumbling over things because you can't see them because the darkness has encompassed you. Can I tell you, you're getting close. You're not there yet. Hold on. Because you're still, when I was there, those boys reached out and they helped pick me up. No, no, no. You're not to the ends of the earth yet. The ends of the earth is a pit that is so bleak and so dark and so black and so ebony and so cold and so ill-willed that everybody has deserted you. And when you reach out and there's nothing to grab a hold of and when you're falling down and there's nobody to grab a hold of you. It's time to recognize you are at the end of the earth and it's time to cry. Wits End Corner is found at the ends of the earth when all human hope is extinguished. It's hard to get Americans to the ends of the earth. They got too many doctors to shoot them full of whatever. They got too many lawyers and too many pairs of shoes. They can't get to Wits End Corner. There are too many people there to help them. Sometimes you ought to leave people alone. Sometimes you ought to close the door and, stay, and say, stay alone in there with God till you get to the end of yourself and start crying out to him as bad as you're crying out to other people and you're going to see an answer split heaven wide open and the ebony darkness is going to get rolled away. Roll them away, Lord, roll them away. talking about when all human hope has gone Peter got there Peter got to the place Paul and Silas from the jail cell it rang it was midnight Peter was locked up in prison he'd come to the end of human ingenuity there was no way out for him 
The legislature was all against him. He was arrested and chained to the walls in the sewer systems of Rome. But God said, prayer was made for Peter by the church. And an angel showed up. I wish I had time to preach from the end of the earth. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been there? Uh, a lady came to me not long ago. She said, they're about to, pa 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 Pastor, I, I know you're a blessed man. I just wondered, could you help me? I, 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 they've taken everything I've got. I, I've lost my children. I've lost my home. They've set me out on the street, and my, my furniture is on a moving truck. And, and they say, if I don't come up with this amount of money, they're going to take my stuff. I'm, I'm going to be left with nothing. She said, but a prayer... What takes us so long to pray? What takes us so long to cry? It's this ungodly affluence and self-sufficiency. I'll take care of myself. How's that working out for you? From the ends of the earth, I will cry, O oh God. Attend to my prayer from the end of the earth will I cry unto you. When my heart is overwhelmed, look, I'm talking about something that a good sleeping pill and a good night's sleep won't help. I'm talking about something that a three-day vacay won't erase. I'm talking about a weariness of spirit. I'm, I'm talking about a hopelessness of heart. I'm, I'm talking about a mind that won't focus. I'm talking about a body that has no strength left in it. I'm, I'm talking about there's nobody's number left to call in your Rolodex. I'm, I'm talking about there is no candle to light. There is no flashlight. There is no star to light the darkness. There's nobody to help you on your way. I'm talking about wits in corner at the ends of the earth here's what David said I will cry to you for you have been a shelter for me. I need somebody just to lift up a little weary right hand and say, he brought me out before. I need somebody to lift up the other hand and shout, he'll bring me out again. Somebody to stand up on your feet and shout, he brought me out, he'll take me in. He's been here before. The same God that delivered me from the hand of the lion is the same God that delivered me from the hand of the bear. I'm not staying here. I'm coming out of here. I'm going to make it from Whitson Corner to Hallelujah Boulevard. Somebody give him praise, give him glory. Here's what David said. He said, weeping must quicken prayer, not kill it. Why, when you get in the darkness, do you stop praying? I need to help somebody right now. You have been a shelter for me. Can I tell you that his name is a strong tower and they that run into it are safe. Can I tell you that he that abides in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Do you know what our problem is? When we start to make our way to wit's in corner, instead of doing what David did and running to God, we run from 
from God. David said, I'm running to you. I'm not running to somebody else. I'm not running to the doctor, the lawyer, the preacher, the deacon, the elder, my banker. I'm running to you, oh God. I'm going to cry out to you, oh God, for you are the only stability. You are the only reality. You are the only truth. You are the only savior. You are my healer. You are my deliverer. You are my righteousness. You are my holiness. You are my wholeness. You know what else God's David said? Watch us now. David said, I'm going to bless you and I'm not going to blame you. He said, I will bless God and not blame God. Somebody needs to bless God in this house right now. Somebody right now needs to repent. Somebody needs to say, I'm sorry, God. Somebody needs to say, it's me, God. I blamed you. I've been mad at you. I've been angry at you. I said, how could you let this happen? Why would you let this happen? How could you let? I'm a good person. Why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to my family? How come I've got to go through this? Why am I in this valley? Why don't you repent of blaming God and start blessing him? Because he's about to turn it around. two people to blame the devil and you because you have not cried out you complained everybody you have not prayed you have not persevered you have not done all to stand stand therefore you have whimpered and whined and complained like some kind of spoiled little baby instead of climbing up on that pew and blessing him in the darkness sound of that name every demon has to flee for in that name all power is given to set the helpless captives free every pain disease and sickness must bow to that name and forevermore surrender throughout all time I shall proclaim it's so wonderful the name of Jesus the name 
of the Lord is a strong tower. Run! Run into that name. But he said, but he said, but he said, but he said, oh, you don't want to, you don't want to read what he said next. I will. That's an affirmative statement of volition. God said, nobody's, David said, nobody's making me do it. I'm not guilted into it. I will. I make a determination. I have made a decision. Do you even know what that feels like? To make a decision, a determination, I will be. Let me read it. I will abide in your tabernacle on Sunday morning for an hour and a half. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. Where are the revival meetings? I watched what they were rolling on TBN. I watched how that thing got started. Great evangelists like E.V. Hill saying three reasons. I want, I, three reasons I want to be born again. Number one, I don't want to go to hell. They'd throw him off most networks today for saying that. He wouldn't go over too big in any of the churches of America that I know of. Not with a sermon like that. Dwight Thompson used to get up there and preach hell so hot that people go to heaven with their gowns on fire. And 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 people would shout after the service had gone three hours because they were going to dismiss. It's just ungodly affluence. It's this ungodly paralysis. It's this ungodly self-satisfaction. Just a little dabble do your religion. I'm preaching it the same today as when I was 19 years of age. I don't care whether you like it or not. I don't care whether you would rather me wear a pair of torn up jeans and a t-shirt and sit on a stool or not. I got a gospel to preach. There are people going to hell. I intend to be a roadblock and I intend to see revival come to America. And if there's nobody that'll shout it, but Rod Parsley and Reinhard Bunky, America shall be saved. Oh, I, I understand. You just haven't found wits in corner yet. You just haven't been to the end of the earth yet. You haven't been enveloped in such a pit of darkness that you cried out, get me to church. I thought you wanted to make it to Hallelujah Boulevard. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust 
in the covering of your wings. For you, O oh God, have heard my vows. There comes that moment when it doesn't matter what surrounds you. You know, the old folk used to say, you prayed it through. You even know what that means anymore? He didn't say, I made a faith confession. He said, I cried to God. I was so tormented of soul. I was so at the end of myself. I was so void of human comfort. It was you. You heard me. Just lift your hands quietly and say, He hears me. He hears me. And you have given me the heritage of those that fear your name. You will prolong my life and my years as many generations. I will abide before you forever. Oh, prepare mercy and truth, which may preserve me. Here it comes. I will sing praise unto thy name forever. Daily perform my vows. He went from crying. Hey God, I got to let you go. I don't want to let you go. I want to take you in the middle of a boat, in the middle of a storm, and I want to get you. Maybe I should see how badly you want to get there. How desperate you are for the radiance of the victory that only he can give. Let me just tell you where we're going to end up. the presence of the Lord I just need to tell you you your storms gonna pass over and the thunder sound no more In the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. Righteousness, say it, peace and joy. 
in the Holy Ghost. Say it with me again. Righteousness. Peace. Quietness. Quietness and joy are the twins of triumph. Do you know when you're in absolute victory? When everything quiets. I will share you with you these road markers only and next Sunday morning we will take this journey. Righteousness. Rightness. You're never going to get to quietness and peace until you get right. No. Now your problem is you think you're right. And God needs to use me to set you. Rightness, righteousness is correct relationship. Watch me. By the power of that cross, vertically, you're right with God. And horizontally, you're right with every other human being on this planet. And until you are, you will never have quietness and peace in your heart ever. That storm is to teach you to get right. Right with God and right with every other human being. You want healing in your body? Get right. Want peace in your home? You want the strife, the turmoil? Some people are like a whirlwind of confusion. It's just always no peace, no quietness. So when you get right, you get peace, righteousness, peace. And when you get peace, you can't stop joy. You hear me. You don't have to try to be happy. You can't help it. Oh God, take us to Hallelujah Boulevard. I pray for every one of us right now to be right with you in the quietness of this moment that we confess our need of you, our sin, our faults, our shortcomings, the sins of commission, the sins of omission. We confess unforgiveness and bitterness and envy. We confess 
that we are the authors of confusion and strife. We confess, Lord, that we want to come to the end of ourselves so that we may approach the beginning of you. Less of us, more of you. We want to be right with you. We want to be right with each other. And then, Father, give us peace. I sense it now. The storm is passing over. I sense we're moving from peace to joy. You're about to fill our mouth with laughter. Just pray in the Holy Spirit, just for a moment, just pray. In the Holy Spirit, I want to, I want to vocalize, vocalize your prayer right now. Nobody but you, nobody but you, nobody but you. Forgive every person, release every person. Bless those that have cursed you. Bless them. Bless them with your mouth. Those that have shamed you, those that have embarrassed you. I preached to you last Wednesday night that God took your shame. Forgive us for depending on everything but you. Forgive us for running to everyone and to everything and making prayer the last resort. Oh God, oh God, till the storm passes over, till the thunder sounds no more, till the clouds roll forever from the skies. Hold me fast. Let me stand in the hollow of thy hand. Keep me safe till the storm passes by. Would you just give yourself to him? Right now, just give yourself to him. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.